Hey, murder lovers, my name is Mackenzie. This is Fatina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. <laughs> okay, where do I start? Do I start with my story or do I start with what I'm excited for this week? Are you excited because the trial is The over? verdict is coming in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so... I've talked about this time and time again, but I am covering the Johnny Depp trial on our Instagram. I have kind of, I've been asked several times if I'm going to cover it as a story. I don't think I'm going to. Oh, it's so long. Here's the thing. I've covered it so in depth at this point. Yeah. I have 11 highlight reels or highlight stories saved on our Instagram story. 11 of them. That's so many. It's so in depth. Yeah. Anything you want to know about the Johnny Depp trial is in those highlights. It's also like a resume for TMZ. Like, come, come yeah. hire me. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, I've put so much work into covering it yeah. every single day. Then to, like, go and do the story. I don't know how I could do a trial that has lasted six weeks and make it no. interesting without telling you, like, every single detail that's going on. And I already have done that. Right. So if you want to know about the Johnny Depp trial, please go over to our Instagram at a stranger danger podcast and just go through my highlight reels. It's very in-depth. I will say, like, I didn't realize how much I was going to get into it until, like, the first, well into the first week. So I did miss some people in the Mm. very first week. I got into it when Johnny took the stand. Gotcha. So I missed his friend, Isaac Baruch. I missed a lot of things at that very first week, but... Anything with Johnny getting on the stand moving forward is all on there. So if you are interested, go over there and watch, go and watch my highlights. It's, it tells you everything you need to know. But that being said, I have lived and breathed this trial for six weeks now. And it's finally with the jury for them to make their decision, reach a verdict. They go back into court on Tuesday. You guys are going to be listening. Well, this will go up on Monday. um, But they go in on Tuesday this week to start hashing things out mm-hmm. and i'm like do i get up at 6 a.m in case it comes in do you think like, that uh, do you how long do you think it'll take them to I have no go idea. over that i have no idea six Here's the weeks thing. i mean that's a lot of information it's a lot of information they have to go over their jury instructions which i think they've gotten started on they started on that on friday before after closing, clo- after closing before they were released for the day i think here's the thing you could not convince me i I went into it with, like, she's a liar, but, like, he definitely did some things. You know, he, there's some truth here. Yeah. You could not convince me at this point to rule in her favor. Mm. I am completely swayed. Yeah. And I was middle. You've had the outside perspective of, like, this whole social media. I think that was part of it. I tried, there were several accounts that were recommended to me throughout and I intentionally avoided them because I didn't want their, them to be influencing me, but I did do TikTok and all that kind of stuff. And I did start to do some research and go down the rabbit hole. I think what swayed me is me being able to do outside research, right? which I definitely have done. Um, but I will say it's not the fandom that has gotten me. It's mm. the logic and her arguments that right. have gotten me. That I'm like, when she, you know, when I was doing my whole, like, Elle Woods with the perm yeah. thing, I'm like, <laughs> that's not how you color correct. You don't do foundation, concealer, and then color correct Right. Like, there are so many things where I could very clearly tell she was lying and she didn't know what she was talking about. Yeah. And then when everything came out 
of her going and filing her restraining order, she leaves the courthouse with a bruise on her face. And then Camille introduced a photo of her the very next next day. day with no bruises, very clearly wearing no makeup. Yeah. I was like, this bitch is lying. Yeah. And the fact that she never claimed rape up until this trial, even during the UK trial, when Johnny sued the Mm -hmm. son for calling him a wife beater, she never said anything about rape. Now this trial, suddenly she's been raped. Yeah. And this is how many years later. Yeah. Anyway, I won't go too far down the rabbit hole because, again, it's all on my Instagram. Um, (laughs) But our Instagram. What are your predictions as far as how long do you think the jury will take? So that's what I was getting at. As firmly as I believe this, you could not convince me to think otherwise. And so if there's one person in that room that feels the same way about Amber or everybody in that room feels like, let's vote for Amber. And there's one person who very firmly believes like I'm team Johnny. This is going to go on forever. Yeah. It's a lot of information. Yeah. Because if there's no agreement early on, they're going to have to unfold everything. Right. Right. So, um, There are seven jurors in the state of Virginia. They're only required to have five in a civil matter, but because of the high stakes of this situation, they have ordered seven jurors and they had four alternates. By the time the trial was over, they had seven jurors and two alternates and the two alternates were excused right at the very end. And I was like, oh, I know. And gut punch. Judge Penny was like, I know that this is like really hard because you see it all the way through and then you don't get to like make the decision or anything like that. So I'm really sorry. She did do a really good job in acknowledging that and how that feels. Um, And that would be just like, I would be devastated. Um, But I think, yeah, I think it could go on for a while. And if, if the seven jurors are not able to come to a decision, judge Penny can send them back up to two times. If they come back and say we're deadlocked, she can send them back two more times to deliberate before she actually declares a mistrial. Is that, their state's law like that's that's my understanding is that she can send them back she will send them back once and she can send them back (laughs) up to twice get back in there (laughs) yeah and keep going and see if you can reach a decision that doesn't seem fair though i mean because sometimes you can agree to disagree and just that's 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 it you can't unfold not in these situations though there has to be a decision wow that's interesting so anyway, so the verdict's coming in. I did a poll on Instagram. I was like, do you want me to like do a live and like do my whole reaction as it's like coming out? And a hundred percent of people said yes. yes. So I think that's what we'll be doing. Um, yeah, I'm like freaking out. Yeah. I'm like very nervous, even though it has nothing to do with me. And Johnny has no idea that I exist. And there's nor a does counter suit, right? There's a countersuit, and I thought that that was going to be decided at a later date, but they are deciding it all at once. Oh. So it's either going to Johnny or it's going to Amber, and right. they have to decide. Dang. The stakes are high. And it's been such a long time now, too, so yeah. everyone's anticipating that. Super cool. Six weeks. Of, this is, without a doubt, probably the most famous celebrity trial of all time. Oh, Yeah. And I would argue even more than O.J. Simpson because of social media. it being televised yeah. and the social media. Oh, yeah. It's wild. Yeah. I'm loving it. And I'm learning <laughs> so much. I've learned so much. 20 years from now, people are like, how did you get interested in law? They're going to be like, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. <laughs> That's the thing. As I said on stories the other day, I was like, 
somebody is going to become a lawyer because of this trial. Yeah. Somebody is going to see Camille Vasquez, Ooh, who's Johnny's yeah. lawyer, and become a lawyer because of Camille Vasquez. Yeah. I want to become a lawyer because of Camille <laughs> Vasquez. I want to be her when I grow up. That woman is Fire. Fire. I'm obsessed with her. I think half the world is right now. <laughs> and Shannon Curry. Mm, chef's kiss to Shannon Curry. She's beautiful, smart. Like, I love seeing these women come through and just being, like, powerhouses. Yeah. They are I love mm, it. phenomenal. Anyway, um, during the Johnny Depp trial, the only thing I took a break for, as far as, like, posting to stories, yeah. was Josh Duggar. Oh, that's because right, you did. Because sentencing came down for Josh Duggar. And um, I am supposed to do a Patreon episode this week, but I'm so sorry, Gavin. I did not leave myself enough time to cover it in its entirety. So that'll be my next story that I cover. This week, I'm covering Josh Duggar. Oh, nice. Since the case is now closed. Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm super excited. I don't know much other than the headlines that yeah. you've told me, so I'm excited Very to Very excited to put this piece of shit on blast. <laughs> um, as our friends over in the UK would say, this nonce. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I am, yeah, I'm in it. Hello, friends in the UK. <laughs> Hello. Our Scottish friends. Okay, so Josh Duggar, um, Americans will know him as the oldest child on the TLC show 19 Kids and Counting. That's right. Which originally started, I think, as like 12 Kids and Counting. Right. And then they have like 100 other kids during yes. filming. So with each kid that was bred into the family, they changed added. their LLC they changed, name. <laughs> yeah. so, doing business ass, doing yeah. business ass. <laughs> They've got like 20 of them. <laughs> So his parents are Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar. Those are real names, people. They are real names. <laughs> Jim Bob was also a character on The Waltons, which was a popular show like back in the 70s. And it was a family that grew up in the back hills of Virginia. So same thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Not at all the same thing. The Not Waltons are, are high, top-notch people, unlike the Duggars. So Jim Bob Duggar, he served two terms. I will say, let me preface this, sorry. Um... There are going to be mentions of political affiliations and religious affiliations in this. I will not give my opinions on any of those things because we have promised you guys that we would not do that. But it is important to the story to know, like, who they're affiliated sure. with and what has influenced them as a family. Yeah. Okay. And OBS, like, sexual abuse on kids. Right? Uh, the most severe trigger warning and there is a part in this that i will like get into later on um and i will give you like a red flag that like there is a mention in this story of like truly like the most horrific thing so i'll let you oh, know God. when that time comes but yes high trigger oh. warning is going to be like child sex abuse materials being mentioned because we are no dealing with a case like this of, bad. yeah we're dealing with a case of Child sex abuse images. That's what Josh, as we know, has been brought up on charges of. So like my eye just started twitching. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't go into huge detail about that, but there are like there are tones of this throughout. Right. Yeah. So Jim Bob Duggar, who is Josh's dad, he served two years as a Republican member of the Arkansas House of Representatives. Okay. Which I didn't realize he was actually like a representative, but he, uh, Josh is the oldest of the family, like I said. He was born March 3rd of 1988. And oh, they... shit. I thought he was older. Nope. He's 33. Yep. It's quick math for me, because I was born 88. <laughs> yeah. And he looks like he's 45. Yeah, he does. 
Um, he was born in Tontytown, Arkansas. I think is how it's pronounced. We'll take it. Take it. His siblings in order are, they're all J names. We have Josh, Jana, John David, Jill, Jess, Jessa. That should say Jessa. It autocorrected to Jesse with an E. Yep. Jessa, Ginger, Joseph, Josiah, Joanna, Joy Anna, sorry, Jedediah, Jeremiah, Jason, James, Justin, Jackson, Johanna, Jennifer, Jordan, Josie, and the last is Jubilee, who was stillborn. And that's when Michelle finally stopped procreating. Was with her last. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. 20. Holy shit. 20 of them. Just from Michelle, right? Yes. Wow. All these kids were homeschooled. Yes. And Josh got his GED at the age of 16. Okay. He didn't go to college. He began working at a car dealership. He also at one point worked on the Republican presidential primary campaign for Mike Huckabee, who was the former Arkansas governor who ran for president in, was that an Obama year? I have no idea. Hmm. Sounds like, no, maybe. I don't know. Okay. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. That was an Obama year. Okay. And then, oh, and then he, from 2013 to 2015, worked for the Family Research Council. So the Family Research Council is an evangelical Christian activist group, and they're lobbyists. It's a lobbyist organization. So they're lobbying laws. And the when I looked them up, it, the first thing that came up on the list of things that they oppose is pornography. The oh. very first thing. They are also uh, opposed to things like abortion, divorce, uh, stem cell research, LGBTQ rights, etc. They're very, very... Right. Not, uh, very... Conservative? Right, conservative, religious, Christian fundamentalist values okay and that's just an observation it's a fact yes yeah so not derogatory although it could be i'm just kidding i will take this out (laughs) well as somebody who's married to a woman (laughs) this kind of directly conflicts with yep I mean, I think we can, I think of all the things that we can agree on, neither one of us are going to be members of this organization. Not at all. Nope. Nope. Uh, President Tony Perkins, uh, so he's the president of the organization, the FRC. Um, He said that they hired Josh specifically because they were hoping to appeal to a younger audience. (laughs) Okay. Because we've gotten wiser. Yeah. (laughs) They were hoping to use the popularity of the show to kind of like influence younger younger members to join sure. and kind of buy into some of these ideologies. Okay. And then uh, prior to that, though, in December of 2006, the family was supposed to appear on the Oprah Winfrey show. 2006. Yes. Okay. So we're going to bounce Man. around a little bit in timelines. They've but been around for, for a while, though. They started doing their show before 2006. I want to say it was around 2004 or something. Yeah. So they were supposed to appear on the Oprah Winfrey show, but an anonymous source emailed Harpo Studios, which is her studios. Mm-hmm. Harpo is Oprah backwards, if you didn't know that. I did not. That's where she gets her name, the Harpo Holy from. Holy shit. No, yeah. I did not know that. 
So an anonymous anonymous wow. source emailed Tarpa Studios. <laughs> Hold on, I'm still processing. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, I need a moment. Wait a minute. <laughs> I've known of this studio for 20-something years. Um, and That's wild. So they emailed the studio, the producers, and they also called the Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline and oh, reported shit. that they knew that Josh had molested minors. Ooh. And Oprah's producers notified the human, the Department of Human Services in Arkansas and canceled their appearance because of it, but never released any statements about it or anything like that. So so the network canceled on them, not them on yeah, the show. Okay, Oprah's okay. producer says, nah. We're not, we're not going to do that. No, yep. we're not going to do that. So they canceled, but they also div- uh, notified the Department of Human Services Good. to launch an investigation. So the Springdale police launched an investigation based on these tips or whatever, but this is just the beginning of the Duggars' fame, and Oprah's team doesn't go around, like, notifying the news or anything like that. So all of this has been kind of hush-hush. Yeah. So I'm going to give you kind of the background of what exactly happened during this investigation, but this investigation doesn't come to light until 10 years later. Oh, shit. Yeah. So the Springdale police launched an investigation. Um, they spoke to the parents and also all the siblings of Josh. And during this time, Josh admitted to sexual misconduct in 2002 to 2003 when he was 14 years old. Oh. They said there had been no further incidents since. The family members were all interviewed by police who all said they felt safe and comfortable in the home and had no issues. Do we know who that was against? The 2002 to 2000. Josh. Yes, but like. Who the girls outside? Were? Right, outside the family. We, at this point, understand it just to be girls with inside the family. Oh, But shit. all of this is going to get bigger. Oof. So. Um, Sorry. So this is 2006 when this investigation is launched, remember? Right, right. And Josh was like, yeah, something happened, but that was in 2002, 2003-ish. Mm-hmm. And no charges are filed. And you might be going, well, why is that, Mackenzie? Why are no charges filed at this point? And I'm so glad you asked. So. <laughs> Sorry, you were taking a drink right then and there. Um, so in Arkansas, the statute of limitations oh. says... That charges must be filed within three years of the incident being reported to a police officer. Oh. Now remember, it's 2003 when this occurs and the investigation doesn't happen until 2006. So you're like, perfect. We're right at the three-year mark or whatever and charges haven't been filed. So once they're doing the investigation, they can actually file charges, right? No. Well, it said when police are notified. So when Once police are notified. Right, right, right. start ticking in 2006? Exactly. Okay. That's how it should have gone. Right. However, in July of 2003, Jim Bob had taken Josh to meet state trooper Joseph Truman Hutchins. Another J name. Yeah, another J. (laughs) And supposedly reported the incident to this state trooper in 2003. So by the time the investigation occurs in 2006... The statute of limitations has expired because that state trooper was the first law enforcement that was yep. notified that something was happened. Oh, no. Now, interestingly enough, state trooper Hutchins himself was later convicted of no. 
child sex abuse materials oh, being stop. in position, possession of child sex abuse materials in 2012. He's now serving a 56-year sentence because oh, of it. Oh, shit. I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so many layers here. Yeah, Arkansas, so, what you doing? Right. So, obviously, there makes this makes me go, like, did Jim Bob know that this state trooper had child porn? And that's why he took Josh to see him. him. And even further, did Jim Bob say, like, Jim Bob worked for the House of Representatives. He right. knew the laws. right. If that's his way of getting around the statute of limitation, then saying, this is my first report to you, but you're not going to say a word or I'm going to expose you. Right. It seems like it's on purpose. It goes all the way to the top. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It totally seems like it was on purpose. Yeah. Like that. Very orchestrated. Just, gonna, and there's a lot of theories that that is exactly what he did. Like, I'm going to let the doorman know and yeah. no one else. Yep. Because I know that now is when yeah. the clock starts ticking. Get ahead of it Ooh, early. That's suspicious. That's weird. So after the investigation basically comes to a close in 2006, Josh meets a girl named Anna Keller. Yeah, he does. In 2006 <laughs> at a homeschool convention. There's convention? Apparently. There's What do they just meet at someone else's house? I, the homeschool community is I'm like sorry. it's a legitimate community. Like oh, there's I, yeah, I know. <laughs> all kinds of things. But. I should know better. I, I went to a college that was um religious as well, and a lot of the kids were there were homeschooled. So yeah. but I did not know about conventions. That is but a new thing. <laughs> you hold that thought because their type of homeschooling is all affiliated with an organization. Oh. Which is why they all wear the dresses and the skirts and like the oh, hair like and everything like that. It's a religious mm, organization. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 2006, they meet at this homeschool convention and they begin <laughs> courting. Now, courting is not dating. No, it's not. It's not dating. It's with the goal of marriage in mind. Yeah. So when you begin courting, it is for the intention of getting married. Right. And I have yet to see in the Duggars where courting begins. I mean, maybe one time. Recording begins and they do not get married shortly afterwards. Oh, no. Yeah. Like that that is the purpose. Right. So Anna told Josh that she didn't want to get engaged until she was 20 years old. So he proposed to her on her 20th birthday, which was June 23rd of 2008. This, I remember this episode vividly. Is this the plain one? No. No. He proposed to her at a restaurant. And that was the first night that Josh held her hand. Was because they had gotten engaged, so now they could hold hands. I can't. <laughs> also, everyone, we just found out when Mackenzie walked into her house that we both have this interest in Love on the Spectrum, <laughs> the show. Yes, so it's, it's, so like, it's so love good. Love on the Spectrum is the most wholesome content I've genuine, seen in a very long time. Oh my gosh. But anyway, but it just reminds me of like everything's building up to like the anticipation. A yeah. And to like, an interdigit handhold and like or like he's like I'm uh, who was it Sabad that was like yeah. I'm gonna kiss her but I'm gonna kiss her on the cheek yeah because yeah. it's too soon to kiss her right. on the lips it's so wholesome anyway sorry. if you haven't watched it please go watch Love <laughs> please. on the Spectrum on Netflix um so yes so this is the first night they hold hands because now oh they're gosh. engaged so they can there can be physical touch so that yeah. means he can hold her hands he can give her a side hug which means like you hug her with your arm around her shoulders stuff but like you don't hug me, like front to front stuff like this makes me realize i might have been a hoe <laughs> i don't think being normal you know 
Okay. Um, but yeah, that I remember watching this and how awkward and uncomfortable it was. Yeah. So they get married on September 26th of 2008. So literally just a couple months later. Oh, shit. And this is where they kissed for the first time. They saved their first kiss for their wedding day, which was also televised. So everybody saw their first kiss. And when I tell you, it was the most horrible moment that I have ever (laughs) witnessed in my entire. There is truly no worse kiss out there. There is no worse. And I'm not just saying that because I hate this couple because I really do. I don't want to Google it, but I might. The worst. Hold on. No. Yeah. You're going to make me I'm going to make you watch it. (laughs) This is their first kiss. Yes. Oh. It was so bad. I mean, she looked like she just finished slurping spaghetti. But that anyway. is, I think that's, is that the wedding, like, a recap or something yeah. like that? Yes. So the live version was a very different angle. And she was, like, her mouth was, like, like trying to grasp at his almost. Mm. Um, Jim Bob officiated, which made it ten times more awkward because they were doing their first kiss in front of dad standing right there. And he sang her that song. Um, he sings her a song, like, right before their whole... I don't know. It was, like, truly the most terrible thing I've ever had to witness. Um, okay. <laughs> and it's hilarious that, like, in some type of, like, recap episode, they showed a different angle because the front-on angle is the worst. I'll have to find it. Anyway. It says, Duggar fans are mortified as entire family shares sloppy kisses. Oh, my gosh. It's terrible. So... They get married. Okay. (laughs) All that to say they get married. Um, So by April of 2009, they are pregnant with their first daughter, Mackenzie. His family, his kids are all M names. So Mackenzie's born October 8th of 2009. That's my birthday. And it's my name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Michael is born June 15th of 2011. Marcus is born June 2nd of 2013. So we have three kids at this point. Okay. At 2013. Yes. Okay. In May of 2015, news breaks that Josh has been accused of molesting five girls, which includes his sisters, Jill and Jessa. Oh, shit. In Touch Weekly broke the story and reported that Jim Bob had told state police that Josh had molested the girls when he was between the ages of 14 and 15. A redacted police report is then released, which reveals that four of the girls are actually his sisters. Dang. So Jill and Jessa are the only ones who have actually come forward and identified themselves as victims and did so in an interview, I believe with Megyn Kelly, if I remember right, on Fox News. Um, But they're the only two that have actually said it was, I'm one of them. So... Jim Bob, at that time, also did an interview. I think he did it also with Megan Kelly, um, where he said that he had learned that Josh had touched their breasts and their genitals over their clothing while they were sleeping and said that supposedly Josh had confessed this to his parents and the girls weren't even aware that it happened. And I said this in a very recent Uh... episode that they are never asleep. No. They always know what's happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did that one where he was touching his brother. Yeah. That's yeah right. And I said they're never asleep. They always know. Um, 
And then Jim Bob said that Josh was, quote, disciplined at home. Okay. And I'm like, what does that mean exactly? Hmm. So, um, then apparently the parents learned in March of 2003 that there were more instances and more victims, which included a babysitter. Whoa. And Jim Bob and Michelle basically lied and said that they knew none of this had happened when, in fact, the police reports came out and said that they did know that this like was a the much... ones that yeah. brought him in. So the interview was like he touched them over their clothes because he was curious or whatever, and we dealt with it at home. But then the police reports revealed that that's not what happened. It wasn't just touching them over the clothes, and it wasn't just the siblings. So a babysitter was involved in it. Um, and... There's also reports that he reached under his very young sister's dress while he was while the sister was sitting on his lap. Oh. So a baby. Oh. Under her dress. What the He fuck? also cornered one of his sisters in a laundry room and forced his way up her dress. Oh. Of Your the victims. Sisters, dude? Yeah. Of the victims, Jessa and Jill being older. Um, this also included at the time a younger sister who, like I said, hadn't hit puberty and wasn't aware that what was going on was wrong. <sighs> so when Jim Bob first became aware of this, the discipline that happened at home, if you will, yeah, is Jim Bob brought his son to the elders of their church. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> no, you can, you can roll your eyes. I yeah. felt the same way. So... He told police that he had taken his son and he had enrolled him in a counseling and a physical labor program after consulting with the church elders and them making their recommendation that that was what they do. Physical, like it better be a chain gang. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not. Um, So he was sent away from home for three months. And during that time, he worked with a friend on a remodel project. They were remodeling a building. So basically he just like did manual labor. He sent him off to summer camp. You sent him off to just work. Right. He just worked. To a contractor's summer Yeah. Job. Yeah. And reports later surfaced that he was actually at a facility in Little Rock, Arkansas, that was called the Institute in Basic Life Principles. Now, the Institute of Basic Life Principles is a ministry. Um, or they're involved in ministry work, I should say. They do mm. ministry. They do ministry outreach. But they also have a troubled youth mentoring program. Okay. And this is where I say the homeschooling thing goes much deeper than just homeschooling. So in order to be part of the Institute in Basic Life Principles, children are required to be homeschooled. They're always expected to obey their fathers specifically. Not their parents, their fathers. Just the dad. Yeah. Um, They are to adhere to the institution's expectations and interpretations of the Bible. Okay. And they teach a male patriarch ideology. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Women are expected... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> um, women are expected to obey men. They are expected to be good wives and mothers, birth and raise children, are discouraged from pursuing higher education, and are required to wear ankle-length dresses and never cut their hair. And if that's not the Duggars in a nutshell, I don't know what is. 
That's literally every single thing that they are. Oh, 100%. None of those girls ever did anything past high school education. Mm-mm. They all had the long hair down to their waist. They all wore the anchor length dresses, no makeup. They were all supposed to, like, men are men are the leaders, and we, you know, we follow the men. And yeah. They can wear pants, and so they're more right. superior than they us. Cook and <laughs> clean and yeah. birth babies. And take care of the babies that their mothers birth. Basically, and like Michelle births like the first two, three gets them where they need to be to take right. care of all the rest. And it's interesting how they keep marrying people with the same ideas. So mm-hmm. it's just it just keeps stretching right. out. So yeah. Anna, I don't think Anna's hair is capable of growing that long, although she did have really long hair at one point. But she, she also did the very long hair, the long dresses down to the ankle. In fact, I was sh- almost fell out of my chair the other day when I was watching her leave the courtroom because she was wearing a knee-length dress. Ooh. And I could see her kneecaps. Girl. And I was like, Anna. You know I could see your kneecaps? I was like, Anna, it's only just like one more skip and a jump to just sever ties here. <laughs> like, you're so close. <laughs> you're showing your calves. Divorce is right around the corner for you, girl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, anyway, um, that is... The institution, if you will, that Josh supposedly, like, there was a facility that practiced and preached all of this or whatever, and supposedly Josh went and was part of that. Well, and they probably give him the curriculum for the homeschooling, too. Uh Okay. Yeah. Now, um, the president of this organization is is Bill Gothard, and Bill Gothard is actually friends with the Duggars, and Jim Bob was friends with him at the time. Their institution eventually relocated to Texas because of allegations of sexual misconduct. So good old President Bill, um, he resigned in 2014 (laughs) after reports came out that he had sexually harassed multiple women and also had failed to report allegations of child abuse. Wow. So many cover-ups here. That's, that's, oh, that's disgusting. So I'm like, that's likely like Josh, like Jim Bob probably came to him, asked him not to say anything because they're friends. And Jim Bob is like his number one. Confidant, um, yeah. Like his number one advertiser of everything right. that they hold near and dear. Like he's got a freaking TV show saying, this is how you should be. We're the ideal family. And so the guy like kept it buried instead of obviously reporting it. There have been some, like, uh, allegations of them being, like, a cult, but because they have a Christian affiliation, apparently they're not classified as a cult, but everybody says they're very cult-like. It sounds like it. Sounds like it to me, too. Quacks like a cult. So, (laughs) Josh does his, like, three-month rotation, if you will, and then he comes home. (laughs) And that's when he then meets with the state trooper And supposedly discloses Uh. everything. Now, the state trooper Hutchins says that this conversation never happened, like, in detail, where he was told all of this stuff was happening, all these multiple victims, all these multiple instances or anything like that. He said that he was only told of one instance of what he classified as incestuous molestation and said that he would have responded differently if he had known that there were more victims and it had been more than just, like, touching his sister over like her chest like so touching her breast. So does that nullify the nullified statute? No, cuz it's a he said he said. So Ugh. who do you believe? The report? Who well, do you believe Josh and Jim? 
No, I would. Or believe do you trooper. believe the state trooper who's up on his own charges? I know, but <laughs> if he's saying like, "Hey, there's these three other, four other victims that I never heard about, so their clock never started ticking." It's literally a matter of he said, she said. Oh, that's disgusting. So. Um. But also, like, he's like, if I had known that it was worse, I would have done something about yeah, it. Right. And I'm like, why don't you just do something about what you had known? The one. Right. So, yeah, like I said, Jim Bob said that he told State Trooper Hutchins everything. Um, like I said, likely, I think it's a cover-up knowing that he, he was working the system knowing that that was when the clock started on the statute mm-hmm. of limitations. Um, supposedly, State Trooper Hutchins gave Josh a very stern talking to That's literally what they said, a stern talk. (laughs) Now, officers are mandated reporters, obviously, but he made other choices. Um, After all of this hit the news, because remember, now we're ahead of time and it's all hit the news. An unidentified minor came forward and asked uh, that any naming evidence be destroyed because they... Like, it wasn't going to be brought up on charges because the statute of limitations had expired. So they were like... Anything that names me, if you're not doing anything with it, destroy it. Okay. So a judge ordered or granted the request to have all the evidence destroyed that named any victims in it. Mm. At the time, Josh gave a statement through his family's Facebook. They have a family Facebook account. (laughs) And the statement said, quote, 12 years ago, as a young teenager, I acted inexcusably for which I am extremely sorry and deeply regret. I hurt others, including my family and close friends. I confess this to my parents who took several steps to help me address this situation. We spoke with the, th- the authorities where I confessed my wrongdoings, and my parents arranged for me and those affected by my actions to receive counseling. I understood that if I continued down this wrong road that I would end up ruining my life. Ah, the foreshadowing. Yeah. Josh ended up resigning from his position with the FRC. Um, remember the organization was mm-hmm. like, we're going to capitalize on his fan stardom, whatever. So he resigns from his position, but things get worse. On June 3rd of that same year, a police report is obtained by In Touch magazine. And it's in the police report. It says that Josh told his dad three different times oh, of what he had shit, done. Jim Bob. And it included seven instances of Oof. abuse. And his family actually waited 16 months to report the abuse. Not the three months or whatever they said it was. 16 months to report the abuse. Now, um, testimony from a family friend. This is where it gets confusing. There is Jim and Bobby Holt. So, not Jim Bob. Different Jim Bob. So, So, three people. Yes, Jim Bob. Jim Holt and Bobby Holt. So testimony from Oof. Jim and Bobby Holt revealed that the sexual abuse inside the Duggars' home was way more extensive than Jim Bob and Michelle had ever claimed. So they had done their 2015 interview with Megan Kelly where they had said, like, oh, he just touched them over their clothes. Like, he right. touched them, like, just grazed over them, if you will. And Jim and Bobby Holt said, no, 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 that's not what happened. And they revealed that there were multiple incidences, that they were widespread, that he had touched his siblings inappropriately multiple times, and that um, Jim Bob and Michelle, who had claimed that his victims weren't even aware of what had happened because they were sleeping, said that that was not true, that, the, that Jim Bob and Michelle had told the Holtz 
that at least one of the victims had come to Jim Bob and Michelle and said that it had happened. So they had to be aware in order to tell their parents what had happened. And Jim Bob and Michelle confided in Jim and Bobby Holt, who were part of the church, and said that one of their daughters had come to them and said that Josh had touched them. Damn. Oh, no. I lost my place. Um... Okay. Yes. So people were very pissed about the police report being released because technically Josh was a minor and remember all this Mm -hmm. evidence is supposed to be destroyed and all that kind of stuff. Um, But it wasn't a problem as far as Josh being a minor at the time of the incident because the police report was not filed until Josh was 18 years old. So it doesn't matter that he was a kid gotcha. when it happened. It matters what age he was when the police report was filed in the state of Arkansas. Dang. All these technicalities. Yes. Now, after that, all copies were finally destroyed. And this is when Jessa and Jill gave an interview to Megan Kelly on Fox News in 2015. Now, at the time, Jessa defended her brother. Oh. And said that he wasn't, that people were making it a bigger thing than it was and said something to the effect of, it's not like he's a pedophile or a rapist or a child molester. She will eat crow. There's so many things here that don't age well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, at the time of the scandal, the couple are expecting their fourth child. So Meredith is born on July 16th of 2015. And again, things blow to pieces because this is just a couple months later from In Touch Weekly receiving their, you know, publishing everything Uh for the first time. Ashley Madison has a security breach. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Now, Ashley Madison is an online, quote unquote, dating platform (laughs) um, whose tagline is life is short. Have an affair. They offer affairs and discreet married dating. So they encourage and offer the service of if you want to cheat on your spouse, we can make it happen for you so you don't get caught. Right. That is literally the entire purpose of their platform. That's their thing. Helping married people have affairs. So they have a security breach. Which is a noble idea, but I'm just kidding. (laughs) Best of intentions. (laughs) And... What is released is records of credit card holders who have used their website. And the media catches hold of good old Josh Duggar, (laughs) who has racked up a substantial bill with Ashley Madison. So there's multiple credit card transactions to the site. And... It totals $986.78 for two subscriptions that occurred between February of 2013 and May of 2015, right before the molestation allegations get published. Subscriptions? Subscription services. It's like Tinder. You pay a monthly fee. Oh, to be on the platform. So that's not per service. No, it's not per service. Gotcha. It's a monthly pr- subscription fee. So you can see who likes swipe your left, messages, swipe right? Gotcha. Have conversations. It's wow. a dating app. It's a dating platform. Ew. But <laughs> for, for married people, people. yeah. <laughs> so almost a thousand dollars he spent in the two years, and he cuts his subscription off right before the allegations. The allegations come out. come out and are published, which makes me go: the family got tipped off mm-hmm. that it was getting ready to be released. 
The family at the time releases a statement saying that Josh is addicted to pornography mm. and he has been unfaithful to Anna. Damn. To say the least. And in August, he enters a rehab facility for Reformers Unanimous. Not anonymous, unanimous. <laughs> okay. To get help for his pornography addiction. And let me see where I'm at here. So in December of that same year, so several months later, Anna spoke on the spinoff show, Jill and Jessa Counting On, which was supposed to feature Jill and Jessa moving on from everything that had happened, but them also getting married, dating, all those things. Mm -hmm. So focused on the girls. Anna was interviewed for the show and she was quoted as saying, sorry, (laughs) it's funny because I just want, I want so much better for Anna because, but she's truly like the dumbest person I've ever met in my entire (laughs) life and I've never met her. Um... And I'm going to say that because I, like, I don't feel bad about it anymore. Yeah. Like, the stuff she did in court, like you've which I'm so going to get much. into yeah. it later on about, like, what she did in court, I feel no sympathy for Anna. Mm. None. So, anyway, she was quoted on the show as saying, I knew that my only hope was to cling to my faith because I knew that what I, that if what I went through, or if, because I knew that, oh, Sorry. I knew that my only hope was to cling to my faith because I knew that if I went with what I was feeling, then I would turn into a mess or that I would turn a mess into a disaster. Wow. I cannot read today. Then I would turn a mess into a disaster. I was praying to God to help me know how to respond to this. I didn't know what to do, but I hope that God would give me the help and wisdom that we needed to take the next step. And I'm like, God did give you the wisdom. You ignored him. He was telling you, get out now. Get out now, Anna. That's the thing. Like, it's not to bash on religion. Like, you can lean hard into your religion, into your faith. Like, you can absolutely lean hard. But when God is literally throwing you red flag after red flag after red flag, and you're, like, leaning into God because you are looking for the answer that he is not giving you. Right. Right. You're using it as an excuse to, like, stand by your marriage. Like, there's some things that... You know, God was screaming at religion. her. Yeah, get out! And she was like, "I'm just hoping that he <sighs> makes it possible for me to stand by my man." And and I know there's some religions, and I don't know about this one specifically. They're like, no matter what, you stand by your spouse and whatever. No. But at some sometimes point, girl, God like, says no. Right. Sometimes He says no, and you gotta listen. Okay. Anyway, Anna, <laughs> my girl. Um. So, this happens in 2015, and Anna just continues to get pregnant. So, Mason is born on September 12th of 2017, and then in November of 2019, Mariella is born. That's a cute name. It is a cute name. Now, that same month, Homeland Security shows up at Josh's used car dealership. And I remember when this happened, they showed up and they started removing electronics. And I remember seeing the pictures coming out and I was like, what did you do, Josh? (laughs) What did you do? Why are they removing your electronics? That can only mean one thing. Right. Now, prior to this, um, Josh had installed at his own will a software program called Covenant Eyes which alerts your spouse if you are accessing pornography right. on the computer. It is not a court-ordered software. 
It is something that he had put on his computer after leaving rehab for his pornography addiction. Because accessing adult porn is not illegal, right? Right. So if he's accessing adult pornography and that's his pornography addiction, the only person he's accountable to is Anna. Right. So they had this software put on their computer that was supposed to alert Anna anytime that he was accessing porn so the spouse can hold him accountable. I don't really see Anna holding him accountable for anything, but that's... The idea was there. Yeah. Right. Have yet to see any accountability. (laughs) So they removed computers, they executed their search warrant at his used car dealership, which was very odd. And then in April of 2021, they announced that they're pregnant with their seventh child. And that actually, the announcement was on April 23rd. Six days later, on April 29th, Josh is arrested and charged with receiving and possessing child abuse materials, child sex abuse materials. Prosecutors said that Josh obtained images on three different days in May of 2019. He pled not guilty to both charges, and he was released on bail on May 5th of 2021. Now, part of the release was that he was not allowed to return home, and his wife had to be present anytime he had any visitation with the kids. Right. Which, again, Anna has her head so far up her ass. Um, I, like, I truly cannot, like, are you Okay. Yeah. Okay. I truly cannot, like, give her any room at this point. I understand, like, she's gone through, like, years and years and years of brainwashing. But at this point, if your husband's a pedo creep, you protect your kids at all costs. At, at the at very all least, costs. At the very least, at the very bare minimum, until everything's resolved and everything's come to light. Right. At the very, very fucking minimum. Yeah. But well, I'm not, every, I will never put myself in a position where no, I have to question what no. somebody has done to my kids. What the allegation, I mean, yeah. even just with the allegations, I'd be like, nope, no. Nope. If there's a shadow of a doubt nope. in my mind. So, um, he had to stay at a pastor's house, which they didn't say who the pastor was mm. under house arrest. He was not allowed to have any contact with any children other than his own. He was not allowed to have any access to the internet and no access to any firearms. Okay. Um, Gerald Faulkner, who was a special agent for Homeland Security, went on the record to say that he, when he examined the files on the computers, they were, quote, in the top five of the worst of the worst that I have ever had to examine. Oh, no. So this is where we're going to go into, like, the most extreme trigger warning child Sex abuse, abuse and torture. Yeah. Torture? Torture. The fuck? One of the videos that... Videos? Yeah. Sorry. They're not just pictures. They're videos. <laughs> oh, no. So one of the videos that was found on Josh's computer was created by a man named Peter Scully. And when I was researching this, Peter Scully's name was hyperlinked. And I was like, that's interesting. That means he has a Wikipedia page. So I clicked over to Peter oh, Scully. Oh, you went down the rabbit hole. Who is... One of the most prolific child sex abuse content creators to ever live. Ew. That is like his, like he's notorious for it. Um, I won't even like there. I read the entire page. It was literally some of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. What this man was involved in and the stuff that he was creating because he created oh, the content good God. and the stuff that he was filming over in the Philippines. 
um, with his girlfriends and children that they were kidnapping. Truly the most horrific stuff I've ever read in my entire life. Um, but this particular person is an Australian sex offender. He is imprisoned currently for life in the Philippines on one count of human trafficking, five counts of raping a minor, and he is currently pending trial for the production and distribution of child sex abuse materials that include um, torture. And he is also pending trial for the torture and murder of an 11-year-old girl. Mur- oh, good God, no. He ran an international child sex abuse ring, and he offered pay-per-view videos of child's, child's children being raped and tortured on the dark web. Shut up. The particular video that Josh, and again, if you are at this point and you're having a hard time stomaching this, I will flag this again as another intense trigger warning. Fast forward 20 seconds. The particular Josh that or particular video that Josh had on his computer depicts the rape and torture of an 18-month-old toddler. <gasps> and the victims on Josh's computer ranged from 18 months to 11 years old, which are the exact ages of his children. No. Yeah. 18 months. 18 months tortured and raped. Oh my god. Yeah, and he had viewed it. Oh my god. Because they can tell which files they open and view. So. Oh my god. Hence being the worst of the worst that the guy had ever seen. Yeah. It's truly like, it makes me want to throw up even talking about it. I, there is. not in my throat. There is no bigger scum on the planet at this point. And this is why I have no sympathy (sighs) for Anna because Anna fucking knows that. And you know that I'm all working on not swearing as much anymore, but Anna fucking knows that. And she's sticking by him. No. Knowing her babies are the same age. No. No. Hard get, no. Get bent, Anna. Hard no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's why I have zero empathy for this girl. I will not apologize for dragging her because she is truly, like, at this point... Again, if you don't stand up to evil, then you are participating. You are compliant in it. It makes me so sad. It's disgusting. Like, I'm legit feeling it right now. Yeah. Like, that's sad. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. So, on November of 2021, (laughs) their final child, Madison, is born. Josh refused a plea deal. And... His lawyers argued at the time that someone else at the dealership could have used the computers. Um, They tried to suppress evidence involving Josh's previous child molestation things that happened when he was a teenager, you know, when he was abusing his toddler sisters. Um, But the judge denied their attempts to stop his crimes as a minor and introduced them as, as evidence. The uh, defense team tried to say they're irrelevant. And I was like, I cannot think of anything more relevant. Right. It shows a pattern. It shows a preference. It shows his his MO. Right. So on December 3rd, an official from the Department of Justice testified that the hard drive in the Duggar's computer, or in in Duggar's computer, Josh Duggar's computer, Mm -hmm. had been partitioned into two sections. So one had windows installed and that's yep. what he mainly used for business. Yep. And also had the covenant eyes on it. 
And then he had an extension installed called Linux. Mm-hmm. And that is the extension he used to download and access and share child pornography. Share? Share. Although he was never brought up on charges of distributing. Um, the accountability software for Covenant Eyes, like I said, it had been installed on the Windows side and it was set to alert Anna when pornography was being viewed, but the software couldn't be detected or the software couldn't detect it when he was using Linux and it also couldn't be, couldn't detect when he was on the dealership's Wi-Fi. So to put it simply, it's, he had two computers in one. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, Jim and Bobby Holt were called as witnesses during this. And Jim Holt testified that Josh Duggar had asked him how to create the Linux partition on the computer in 2010. Hmm. Which, 2010... That's a long time ago. ...was before the Ashley Madison, before anything like that. He'd had that for a long time at that point. So he was... He'd been doing this for a while. And then Bobby Holt testified that Josh had begun fondling girls as early as age 12. So not when he was 14 or 15. Like, this has been going on for a while. So on December 9th of 2021, Josh was found guilty on both charges. And then on May 25th of 2022, just a couple, like a week ago at this point, Josh was sentenced to 12 years and seven months in prison. The max that he could have been sentenced to was 20 years. And I do not know why he did not get the 20 years, but I posted this and several people messaged me in the inbox saying that Jim Bob is still very involved in the community. Um, And because of his political affiliations, they think that it was talked down or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, ends up with 12 years and seven months in prison. He also, once he's released from prison, he has to have 20 years of supervised release during which time he's required to register as a sex offender. And excuse me, he should be registered for the rest of his life. Like, not 20 Wait, years. That, what? Yeah, it says he has to be registered for just the 20 years. Oh, my God. He also cannot have any unsupervised contact with children, including his own. And he is not allowed, as long as they're minors, and which some of them will not be minors anymore by the time he's released, but some of them will be. Like, his youngest was born. Right. During all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's not allowed to have any access to the internet without permission from his probation officer. And also, if the probation officer says it's okay, he needs to use electronic monitoring. During the trial, Anna held his hand and walked with him to and from the courthouse. Was even seen leaning forward and rubbing his back when he was in the courtroom to comfort him. No. She was there during the trial. Oh, yeah. She was there with she him the entire time. She saw what time. they were accusing him of. In the trial, she heard all the evidence. She was there at sentencing, held his hand, walking into sentencing, left by herself because he was immediately taken into custody. It's one thing to stand by your spouse through thick and thin, but... Yeah. There is... There's a bar and that that's it. Yeah. So I was like, let me go see what Anna's been posting on Instagram lately. <sighs> So I went over to Anna's Instagram last night and her caption still says that she's happily married with six beautiful children, which I was like, you have seven now. And also like happily. Yeah. Can we really say that? Are you, are you happy, Anna? (laughs) Blink twice. Who are you lying to? (laughs) 
On February 3rd, she posted a post that said, all it said on there, the image is just a, it's like a white backdrop that has words on it that says, there's more to the story. See the link in the bio. So I clicked on the link in the bio. (laughs) And it takes you to a motion filed for acquittal. Okay. So she still believes or has convinced herself that Josh is innocent. So I read through the entire motion for acquittal. It's actually been filed with the state. Um, and in the motion, it basically says that they that uh, the prosecution didn't prove that Josh knew that he was getting child rape images when he opened those files. And supposedly you have to know that that's what you're receiving for it to be a crime for you to still have them on your computer. So I was like, he obviously knew, he opened it, and then kept them. Yeah. So he still had them, knowing what they were. Um, let me see. They also argued that the evidence showed that some files were never opened, and some files were also deleted shortly after being opened. But all this tells me is that he was organizing Like, he knew what he wanted. He knew what he didn't wanted. Didn't Uh. wanted? Wow, that's not how you say it. He knew what he wanted, and he knew what he didn't want. Also, it doesn't matter if some of the images were never opened or that they were shortly deleted after. He still possessed them and received them and viewed them, viewed some of them. And even if you just do it once, you have over 200 images, right? So Josh Duggar had over 200 images and videos of children. Damn. Even if you view just one of them, it's still a crime. Even if you receive right. just one of them, it's still a crime. It's still a federal crime. It doesn't matter if it's one or 200. And they're trying to say, like, well, because it wasn't all of them, that's different. No. 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 Um, they're also in the, uh, in the f- motion. It also says that someone else had access to that computer and they did name that person. I won't name him because as far as I know, he's innocent. I'm not going to drag him through the mud. Um, But said that there was somebody else at the dealership that had access to that computer. However, Josh's Mac, his personal MacBook was also taken, which also had images as well as an (sighs) iOS backup from his cell phone that also had content on it. Are you kidding me? And like, did he have access to that too? Right. To the phone in his pocket. Two, so like I said, 200 images were and videos were found on Josh's devices that he had received and possessed and downloaded and viewed within three days over two different computers. Also include his iOS back for, up from his phone to his computer. And the real damning piece of evidence in all of this is when the feds showed up to execute their search warrant to look over his stuff and everything uh-huh. like that at the dealership. Josh came to them, not knowing why they were there, and said, what's this about? Is somebody accessing child porn? Or somebody looking at child pornography? And they were like, we didn't tell you why we're here, but why why don't you tell us why you think that? Come with me. (laughs) Why do you think that that might be why we're here? Very Socratic. Why do you think we're here? (laughs) Yes. Um... As far as my understanding is, many of Josh's sisters have broken free 
including one of his brothers, I think, and have said that they feel like justice was served and Josh deserved everything that he got. Oh, since the sentencing? Yes. Yeah. Good. They've come out in favor of the sentencing. Good. One of his sisters is even wearing pants these days. Ooh. Like pants? Yeah. And actually, several of the older sisters have basically spoken out a bit up against Jim Bob, including one of their husbands, about what a controlling, abusive crazy person he is and basically said that he's a monster and he has hidden all of this and used his power power and positioning to bury things and have cut ties with the family entirely. That's why I can't find it. Okay. So Jim Holt, who you guys remember from testifying and everything like that, Mm -hmm. he released a statement basically saying that there are four four, uh, candidates in the Republican primary. So there are four candidates in the Republican primaries. And so Jim Holt, who had testified in the trial Mm -hmm. against Josh, said, of these four, I'm fairly good acquaintances with two, and Jim Bob Duggar was my best friend. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then said, Miss Bobby and I, who's his wife, will not be making any endorsements in this race. As always, it's important for you to call the candidate and vet them hard, yada, yada, yada. And I will, I can say this, and it hurts me to say, Jim Bob Duggar lied to me about the truth of his son when asking to court our daughter. Oh. Which I didn't realize they had asked to court his daughter. Um, it was clear he perjured himself on the witness stand at the evidentiary hearing on November 29, 2021. He said that Mrs. Bobby was a past elder at our church in the time frame of 2003 to 2006. Um, up until November of 2006, the church never had women elders ever. I don't know what his church does now. So basically said this wasn't possible because Miss Bobby right. wouldn't have been, been allowed to do that. Um, Jim Bob has always been conservative in many areas. Uh... The problem I have is if he lied to his best friend and he lied under oath, will he lie to you? <laughs> what about Derek? What did he so say? So then Derek responded. So Derek Dillard responded and he said, it's sad that this isn't an isolated incident. I used to have so much respect for Jim Bob as my father-in-law and I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt for years. Unfortunately, it's only become clearer to us over time just how deep this man's manipulation and deceit will go for his own gain at the expense of others. He has lied to my wife and I on numerous occasions. Now remember, his wife is his is Jim Bob's daughter. Right. Contrary to his campaign, he does not believe in freedom, but his manipulation has resulted in what is akin to human trafficking. When confronted privately, he is not humble, but he is defensive and verbally Mm. abusive. When he says he cannot be bought, the truth is that he has a history of being a sellout to anything that he can personally profit from, and he will justify it however he wants to continue his personal agenda. Again, if he has lied and continues to lie to his best friends and his own family, will he lie to you? Damn, Derek. So Derek and Jill have basically completely cut off any um, ties ties with the family and many other of the kids. Like, I know one of them, I think it was Joanna. She got married and moved to, like, Texas to get away from them. Damn. Um, But basically, yeah, that he is peddling his daughters and, like, it's just... That's so sad. The stuff he's doing is just creepy and crazy. Um, And worked this whole thing for Josh to get away with what he did for as long as he did. That's crazy. I didn't know all the details and the timeline. Yeah. Um, and how much it was covered, like 
covered up. Totally. Like, that's nuts. Disgusting. Yeah. And the degree of the materials, I did not know And that's why, like, I've been hard on Anna in the past. Everybody knows that you've all heard me talk about her. But now you all know why I'm so hard on her. Right. Because she knows that an 18-month-old was tortured in the videos her husband is viewing. Right. And she's up there rubbing his back in court. Don't be Anna. Don't be Anna. Mm-mm. Be a Jill. Be a Derek. But don't be an Anna. <laughs> anyway, Thanks. that's the story of uh, disgusting, trashy Josh Duggar. And Jim Bob. And, yeah, disgusting Jim Bob. And just pitiful, abhorrent Anna. Yeah. Like, I'm over the entire family. I hope she keeps her keeps her kids safe and I hope so too but he had those kids with him for a long time so yeah. lord knows what damage has been done at this oh, point oh god cool anyway <laughs> so yeah how do we wrap that up <laughs> um on another note if you want to be part of the live for the Johnny Depp verdict turn on your notifications for our Instagram or have your like notification set because it will happen. Hopefully, I'm ready. <laughs> You're not in a meeting. <laughs> oh my god, I have a very slow meeting week this week. Thankfully, good. So, hopefully, it happens this. Hopefully, week. I don't miss it. Yeah. Hopefully, it's this week and not next week because I'll be screwed if it's next week. All right. But yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. All I. There's really got. no other transition after that. Yeah. Thanks for coming by. Okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>